And welcome back to Nerd is the New Cool Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Josh. I'm pretty excited about this episode for a number of reasons. Number one, this is our ninth episode. And nine is, in my opinion, a very lucky number. It's the day of my birth. So that's nice. Oh, so this is going to be like a blessed episode is what you're telling me. Something like that. Sure, something like that. I think, and you know, another reason is that we've got a lot of requests to have a follow-up to our first episode. Yeah, I think that's been our most famous episode by far. Most Definitely our most listened to one. So, Yeah, so yeah. you're in for a treat. This is going to be the part two of The Walking Dead. We'll get to that in a second. First things first, what have we been nerding out on recently? Yeah, so for me, uh, a show that my wife and I have watched so much is The League. You've watched it, The League. Oh, I love The League. Yeah. Yes. One of, in my opinion, The Office and The League are the funniest two shows I've seen, with Veep being a close third. Um, but The League is an ensemble of comedy that follows a group of friends around who play fantasy football, and they are just basically making each other's lives as miserable as possible. It's just so funny. Some of it's very depraved. And pretty bad, but it's hilarious. It stars Mark Duplass as Pete, Nick Kroll, one of my all-time favorite characters, as Rodney Ruxin, John LaJoy as Taco, Katie Asselton as Jenny MacArthur. I haven't watched it, but she is in the X-Men show that you like. Um, Legion. Legion? Yes, yeah, she was in Legion. Legion. Yeah, I have not watched it, but I know she's in that. It's a good one. Steven Ranazizzi as Kevin MacArthur and Paul Shear as Andre Nozick. It's an extremely rewatchable oh, hold on, show. Hold on, you, you missed a character. You missed Jason. Oh Manzoukas my gosh! How did I miss Rafi? As Rafi, yes. And he's only in he's only in thirty episodes of eighty four. He is so funny, but though. he's he's the best. He's the highlight. He, yeah, when he's in that show, it's it's cringy but so funny. Yeah, it's an extremely rewatchable show. My wife and I have watched it at least five times through. It's great. It never gets old. So there is a great podcast that Paul Shear and. Jason Manzukas yes, are both on. Awesome. Which is how did this get made, right? Yes, great. Or how did podcast. that get made? It's amazing. Check that out. They're fantastic. So I've been watching a show called Six Feet Under, and you have not watched this, correct? I have not. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's it's pretty fantastic. I'm only one season in so far, but it basically is about the lives of a family that are they're pretty dysfunctional that run a funeral home in LA. It was it ran from two thousand one, two thousand five on HBO, I believe. Uh, it stars Peter Krause, who you may know him from Parenthood. Mm-hmm. It seems like a show you'd watch. I've heard of it, never seen it. Heard oh, it. okay. And it's also got Michael C. Hall, who we know is yes. from Dexter. Right? Definitely watch Dexter. Yeah, he. This is this is this is pre Dexter, and he's freaking great in it. It's got Francis Conroy, who is the mother in How I not not the mother at the end, but Barney Stinson's mother in How I Met Your Mother. I have not watched that one either. I know we got to sit on the set at Comic Con a couple. I know ago. that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's also got Lauren Ambrose, who's from Can't Hardly Wait. Did you see Can't Hardly Wait? No. Oh my gosh! Come on. These are all the Fishers: Nate, David, Ruth, and Claire. And you also got F- Freddie Rodriguez, who's also from Can't Hardly Wait, and also Scrubs. He's Carla's brother. I've seen part of Scrubs, not okay. all of it. He plays Federico. Um, like I said, there are five seasons. I'm through one so far. It's really quirky. It's definitely a drama, but there's a lot of really comedic parts of it. So I, I, I strongly recommend checking it out. It's for free on Prime. There you go. So, All right. So like I said, without further ado, we are going to get into The Walking Dead Part 2. And what we're going to be covering, you know, in the first episode, we covered seasons one through four. So it only makes sense that we talk about seasons five through eight. And these are going to cover the dates of October 24th through April 20, or I'm sorry, October 2014 through April 2018, which is when the show premiered all these episodes. 
And we're really going to be looking at, as far as the graphic novels, volume 11, which is called Fear of the Hunters, came out in May 2009 through volume 21, which is All Out War Part 2, which debuted or was released April 2014. Yeah. And we're going to start out, like Justin said, with Season 5. And Season 5 is mainly based on Volume 11, Fear the Hunters, Volume 12, Life Among Them, and Volume 13, Too Far Gone from the Graphic... Too Far Gone. Too Far Gone from the Graphic Novel or the Comic Series. Right. So, you know, what you'll find throughout both show and, and, and graphic novels is that they're pretty similar, but a lot of the characters are kind of flip-flop. Like, people are doing mm-hmm. different things. Yeah. So, for example, to start off Season 5... The show actually replaces, or Dale is captured by the hunters who are cannibals trying to eat his leg, and he yells out that he's been infected because he's been bitten. Tainted meat, and that's from the novel. However, in the show, Bob is replacing Dale because Dale's already dead in the show. Yeah, yeah, and then in in the in the graphic novel, the site of Terminus does not exist, which is a huge plot point in the show. And in the show, Terminus is a place where we meet the Hunters, and their leader is a man named Gareth. Right. So in the novel, the Hunters are led by a person named Chris. But in the show, like we said, they're called um, Terminus people or whatever you want to call them. They're also hunters, I guess, sort of, but they're not really hunting. And they are kind of hunting, but they're, like, running a place called the Terminus mm-hmm. or called Terminus by yeah. Gareth, like, like Josh just said. And a pretty iconic – I mean, we've both read the comics. pretty iconic scene in the comics is when – Rick and his group come to Gabriel's church and they see that Dale's body that they have already eaten is laying outside of the church. Well, in the novels, this leads Rick and his group to go find the hunters and they just like slaughter them. Literally, they murder them hardcore. Mm -hmm. In the show, it's a little different. Obviously, Bob is actually still alive. We see him still alive. But Rick and his group slaughter Gareth and his men inside of Gabriel's church. And I remember watching that episode and it was a crazy ending to the episode. Yeah, it's a fantastic episode. And pretty much right after that, and I guess kind of simultaneously, in the show, Beth has this whole arc in season five, right, where she's captured, taken to a hospital. She's eventually killed uh, when Rick and the hospital guards, or has hospital guards have a confrontation. But in the novels, Beth's gone. She was one of Herschel's kids to get killed pretty much you know, in, in some of the first volumes and Maggie's really the only one left. Yeah. Yeah, and then so a, a big plot point in the show and the novel. In the novel, Rick's group arrives at Alexandria, and he finds out that Jesse, who kind of becomes a love interest, is being abused by her husband, Pete. And Pete and Rick just get in this huge fight. And it's almost scene for scene from the show and the comic. The fight is the same. They break through the window. Mm-hmm. Rick's all cut up. And in the comics, Pete later comes back to try and kill Rick. And Douglas, the leader of Alexandria, has Rick shoot and kill the man. And a big difference from the show and the comics. In the comics, Rick says, no, let's bury him. He deserves that. Whereas in the show, like I said, the fight is the same. But how Pete gets Rick to kill him is a little different. In the show... The leader of Alexandria is a woman named Deanna, and Pete kills Deanna's husband, who then Rick greenlights Rick killing Pete, so Rick blows his head off, and at first, Rick does not want to bury Pete at all, but Morgan shows up and says, no, we need to bury him. Morgan comes back, which is also different from the comics as well. Right. 
so Rick's a little darker in the show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> kind of wrapping up the season, there is, well, in the show, Tyrese is bitten by a walker throughout season five, dies, has hallucinations in the small little town or whatever you want to call it, street, you know, cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. whatever. But in the novel, Tyrese is actually beheaded by the governor, which is how Herschel dies in the show. Yeah, so one of those switching the characters again, Hersh- he takes Herschel's death because Herschel's already dead right? as well. Exactly. And so this season, season five, we'll get to our thoughts here in a second, but season five debuts a new opening sequence, and there's only one named character in season five who died and was reanimated into a zombie, which was Joan. Right, and so we actually get a few new people added to the opening sequence. We get Emily Kinney, who's Beth, and Chad Coleman, who's Tyrese. And I was really happy to have Tyrese both, uh, really Tyrese making a huge, I would say being more of a character in this season, because yeah. in, in the novels, he is huge. Yeah, he is Rick's, right, he's like Daryl in the comics, mainly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's and he, and he also like challenge him, mm-hmm. challenges him often. There are fights amongst the two. Yeah. Yeah. So then, Saniqua Martin-Green, who is Sasha and Lawrence Gilliard Jr., who we know, ironically, or famously from The Waterboy, yeah. is, are still listed and are also starring. Both had been regulars since season four. One of my main thoughts about season five, that I, I, I thought it was a good overall season, I hated, hated the Beth, the Beth episode and just the whole Beth storyline. Really? She may be my least favorite character in the history of cinema or TV. I just, I hated it. Yeah. So. I, don't, I don't think I felt that passionately about it. I was kind of like, whatever. Yeah. It just seemed like a filler episode. Which is kind of the Walking Dead's calling card. You need some filler episodes. Right. Yeah, so some other characters that were upgraded to series regulars. We had Michael Kudlitz, who was who is Abraham. Josh McDermott, Eugene. Christian Serratos, who's Rosita. And then we've got Alana Masterson as Tara and Andrew West as Gareth. Yeah, and this season is tied with season seven and season nine for killing off the most main cast characters, with four regulars being killed off Gareth, Bob Stuckey, Beth Green, and Tyrese. Yeah, a lot of major characters died in this season, which is funny because, I mean, I guess the season is, the season doesn't seem as fast-paced as some of the previous seasons, like season four with the governor. It's much more, there's more confrontation, I guess. People just kind of die in random places in this one. And this is actually the last season that had an episode written by Robert Kirkman due to his departure from AMC in 2017. He still produces and is involved, but he isn't mm-hmm. wasn't a writer anymore. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to season yeah. six. Yeah, season six. So season six is mainly based on volume 14, No Way Out. Volume 15, We Find Ourselves. Volume 16, A Larger World. And the first half of... Volume 17, Something to Fear, from the comic series. Right. So one big story change here from the show to the novel is that in the novel, Rick and Michonne aren't love interests at this point. Rick is with Andrea. That's a huge, yeah. huge storyline. But in the show, Rick and Michonne are together because we don't have Andrea, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then also something that's basically the exact same and it's pretty iconic Rick leaves, so Rick, throughout the first part of season six, kind of becomes ingrained in Alexandria. Well, walkers end up destroying the walls, and they're coming in. In the mid-season premiere of season six, Rick leaves Jesse, or in in the comics, Rick leaves Jesse, Sam, and Ron to their fates with zombies. After a herd overruns Alexandria, 
the same event happens in the mid-season premiere of season six. And that that episode, the end of that episode was so amazing. I remember just, texting you and saying, this is like the best episode ever. I clearly remember hacking, that. Just hacking, hacking walkers down. Yeah, just was, going to town. It was like the peak of the show. <laughs> it was amazing. It really, it really was. So in both novel and show, they're both going to look, or, you know, Eugene's trying to find this bullet factory. But in the novel, Abraham actually gets shot through the eye by an arrow from Dwight. In the show, the same thing happens, but instead of it being Abraham, it's Denise. Yeah. Which, you know, definitely leads to something else later on, for sure. Yes. So, also in in the comics, Morgan is killed by a walker's bite in an attack on Alexandria in issue 83. And in season six of the show, Morgan's a big character, and he survives all the way to season eight in the all-out war, and then he transitions to Fear the Walking Dead. Right. So he's still alive in... In mm-hmm. the Walking Dead universe now. Right. Yeah, so he's still sticking around. He's a big character, but in the novel, he's really not. Yeah, he's kind of like, he's there, he's back, then he's gone. Right. Speaking of big characters, Dwight captures, this is both the same thing novel show. Dwight captures Eugene, and Eugene bites him in the nether regions. Happens and both. both Abraham has show. an iconic line that I'm not going to say because it's a family podcast, but... Justin is it? May is say it? it. I, I don't know. Justin can say it. So. No, I, no, it's okay. You, you, I don't want to offend your wife. <laughs> so then, in the comics, like I said earlier, the leader of Alexandria is a man named Douglas, but Deanna, and he, Deanna is the leader of Alexandria in the show, and she turns into a walker and dies in the mid-season premiere as well. Right. This is one of those changes that, I, I don't know, kind of doesn't matter. But in the novel, Jesus is named Paul Monroe. And in the show, his name is Paul Rovia. I don't know why yeah. they felt the need to change why, that. Yeah, I have whatever. no idea either. Who cares? And so then, this is the season and the episode in the comics, which is kind of shat- earth-shattering for Carl. In the, in the comics, Carl's eye is shot out by a stray bullet from Douglas, who is the leader of the community at Alexandria. And in the show... During that scene we just talked about earlier with Jesse and Ron and Rick leaving and trying to escape the walkers, Jesse's son sees Rick cut off Jesse's hand in order to save Carl's life. Right. So he attempts to shoot Rick, but Michonne stops him and kills him. She stabs him through the heart, not before he gets off a stray bullet and hits Carl's eye. Yeah. So, I mean, there's similarities there for sure. Yeah, Rick is much darker seeming in the show. absolutely is. So speaking of a character that just didn't doesn't have the same feel, I guess, and and I guess Rick's character in the show and the and the novels are similar. This character I think is completely different, which is Jesus. So in the novel, he gets introduced in a pretty fun way. He beats up Abraham Michonne, but right, wins this mm-hmm. fight. He's like, by the way, I'm Jesus, we should be friends. In the show, that kind of happens in that he fights Rick and Daryl, but those two, because they are, you know, the best at everything, overpower Jesus and yeah. take him back to Alexandria. And honestly, his skills are just never really developed. Not, he's yeah. he's never made into a, a, the cool character that he should have been. 100%. And, and the actor who portrayed him agreed with that. He said he was frustrated because he read the comics. He's like, I get to be this awesome fighter. Right. right. Very underutilized. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I should also mention um, just some wrap up of the season. Negan is introduced at the very end. Right, and I don't, yeah, and he's introduced at the very end, and there's a bad cliffhanger, so. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then just that was just to, to wrap up the season. The season, which I mean, should we mention what the cliffhanger is? Yes, like he's taunting and he's he's about to kill someone, and then yeah. we don't know who it and is. And then you hear him beating somebody in the head, but right. you don't know. You think you know who it is because if you've read the comics, you know who it is. We're gonna get into that in the next season. Yeah. But so this season featured human deaths in every episode except Heads Up and the Next World. Right, and it actually had the second highest death toll this whole season with 134 deaths. Second only to season eight with 690 deaths, which is crazy. Yeah, and then this is the second season in which no actor from the opening credits dies on screen. That would be season one being the other. Right, so this, I mean, this season I think was, what did you think of this season? I, overall, I loved it. I think the cliffhanger ruined it. Yeah. That you just get so frustrated. I like the Alexandria arc. I like, like I said, that was one of my all-time favorite episodes. Remember the, at the mid-season finale, you see Daryl coming back, and the guys on the road, he says, this belongs to Negan. And just the way they brought his name in was so cool. Yeah, but then he shoots him with a rocket launcher, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Which also, it does happen in the the comics. Oh, I I didn't mention that, yeah. I didn't say it was a bad thing. I I laughed because it's a funny episode scene. (laughs) Yeah, so overall, I liked it. The cliffhanger ruined it. It was very frustrating. Yeah, you know. you've got this whole build-up. It just, I don't know. I just, for some reason, in certain shows, when it seems like it's a money grab and you're just trying to get more viewers, I get that's what you have to do to keep the show getting renewed. But it had, like, one of the highest-rated shows of the time. Yeah. Most viewers on any cable network Don't make us show. wait for six months to see what happens. Yeah, it just seemed kind of unnecessary. But I think the introduction of Negan building, there was a lot of build-up, yeah. which was pretty neat. For sure. Anyway, so we're going to get to season seven now which really is based on the second half of Volume 17, which is called Something to Fear. We already mentioned that. Volume 18, what comes after. And then it really covers a lot. It also covers Volume 19, March to War, and parts of Volume 20, which is All Out War, Part 1. So it covers a lot of the comics, so the graphic novels in one season. Yeah. And so, with now to end the cliffhanger... In the comics, it's the most... I believe the most famous issue is episode number 100... Negan kills Glenn with Lucille. He bashes his head in, in front of Maggie, having to watch that. And in the show, Negan kills Abraham, right? And you're just like, what? Glenn's going to be alive. Yeah. Daryl gets up. He punches someone. Then Negan kills Glenn. And I'm not going to lie. I would have been very frustrated if they did not kill Glenn. Like, that... I understand some deviation from the comic book, but that was just a, a must. Like, that had to be Glenn. You had to I, k- kill Glenn off there. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think, for me, it was frustrating because you've got... You spent this whole, like, Glenn coming back from the dead in the previous season. Frustrating as well, yes. And then, and I guess that's why he was the most surprising character to die, but this poor guy, like, just finally gets back, and then we kill him now. Yeah, and then poor Maggie, witnessing her husband die, but that... that Spurs Maggie's character development throughout the course of the upcoming seasons. Absolutely. So now we get introduced to the kingdom, and we've got Ezekiel, who is the king, right? And and really Michonne in the novel is kind of Ezekiel's right-hand woman, I guess. Sometimes lover. Yeah. Right, right. But in the show, it kind of Carol kind of takes on that role, right? Yeah, and yeah, we'll get into that too. But a very cool scene in the comics... Carl shows up to the sanctuary, which is Negan's home, mm-hmm. and he massacres a bunch of Negan's men. He is then captured by Negan, and Negan 
calls Carl up. He kind of takes him under his wing. He loves yeah. Carl. He's a little badass is what yeah. he calls him. Yeah. And then Negan makes Carl show him his, his eye. He has to take off his eye patch. Carl starts crying, and Negan actually feels bad. Negan is such a, a – he's a bad guy, but he's also a deeper character than that, I think. And yeah. this same exact scene happens in the show. It plays out the exact same way in the show. Which, again, this next point as well, same scene. So Andrea in the, in the novel gets in this huge fight in the bell tower with one of Negan's uh, hench men, hench women in, in, the, in the novel. And she ends up winning but gets the crap beat out of her. Same thing happens in the show, but again, it's Michonne instead. And that's just as, again, we've kind of replaced Michonne or Andrea with Michonne yeah. in, the, in, the, in the show. Yes. Then Negan, so Deanna's son and Douglas's son, Deanna in the show, Douglas in the comics, Negan kills his son Spencer. He slices his knife into Spencer's stomach and kills him while he's at at Alexandria because he does take over Alexandria for a while. They, they work for him. So he comes up, he kills Spencer. Same thing in the comics. Negan kills Spencer by sliding his knife into his stomach. Right. Speaking of trying to kill someone, I guess that that was in that instance. Negan was, I guess, made it happen. Yeah. But we've got Carl attempting to assassinate Negan in the novel. He ends up shooting Lucille, which is, you know, Lucille is this. Uh, symbolic representation of Negan's past life, previous his life. His wife. His wife. Yeah. We, we learn later on that's why it's called, his bat is called Lucille. In the show, it's Rosita that does that. Same thing. Shoots Lucille instead. But they just switch the characters out there. Yeah. So then just to bring more of the kingdom into it, uh, Jerry, who is in the show, Ezekiel's right-hand man. He defends him. He's got a lot of funny one-liners. He's a funny character. Does not exist. In the comics... Which then, like, doesn't really matter in the comics or whatever, but it leads up, this whole season leads up to a final confrontation, which you're going to talk about, which is both in the books and the show. Right. And so there's there's kind of this culminating moment in both the novel and show where Negan, again, has Rick, Carl. In the novel, it's Nicholas and Heath. In the show, it's, you know, different people. He's got them lined up. He says, I'm going to have to kill one of you guys. Again, just to prove that you can't keep going against me. In the novel, Jesus shows up. Again, Jesus is a much bigger character and is a pretty, yeah. pretty badass. In the show, it's 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 Shiva who is the tiger. Yeah, Shiva jumps in there, which is a cool scene. Oh no, I don't, I don't I don't dislike it, but yeah. it, I, I just think that they really underutilized Jesus. Yeah. And then so both in the end of the comic and in the end of the season, Negan ends it with the iconic line, "We are going to war." And right. that the show ends and the novel ends, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm ready for more. But I have to wait for a yeah. long time now. I was, I was excited about season eight at that point. Yeah. I, well, actually, you know, I think at that point I was getting a little burned out. Yeah, I think you were in a little bit Walking Dead burnout by then. Yeah, I just think, and actually this season wasn't that bad, but it definitely got worse in the next season. They just really drew things out almost too much, in my Which, opinion. Which Walking Dead is always kind of done, but... I, I love season eight, which we're going to get to in a second. Let's let's wrap up season seven. Yeah, so this season has twelve extended episodes, with the other four episodes being normal length, which is definitely different than the previous seasons. Yeah, and this is also the season where Rick, the first season where Rick is not in more, or at least the same amount of episodes as everyone else. Instead, Rosita, shocking, 
has the most appearances this season with 11 episodes to Rick's 10. And that's that's a problem of mine. I wish Rick could be in every episode because I feel like Rick was the show. And like, yeah. his, his story arc for me is the important one. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Rosita kind of bothered me. She's just she's yeah, kind of she a whiner. annoying. <laughs> yes. So this season also contained the least number of episodes featuring a live character being killed by walkers, which was only one. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. In the entire season, you've got one person being killed by a walker. I think it almost becomes Walking Dead's problem that the walkers are kind of forgotten about. They're just like, oh, that that could happen, but you don't think anybody's actually going to die because they almost become like cartoonish in the background. They're so easy to kill. Yeah. I, I think that's been a problem that Walking Dead has run into. Which the novels, I think, in my opinion, do a really good job of, like, they're very clever as to how to not be attacked by the by the walkers. Like, they've really figured out this system. Like, it seems to me like all of a sudden they just decide to make these zombies really clever or really stupid in the show. Yeah. Whereas I think it's more consistent in the, in the novels. I agree. So. Yeah, and then this is also, like we just said, the first season in which no character is killed by an unnamed walker. Right, so the, the walker was a previous living character that we knew of. Yeah. So, so I mean, overall, I liked the season, but... Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was all right. It was, it was entertaining. I liked it better than, honestly, season eight, but for different reasons, I guess. Let's talk about season eight. Yeah. So season eight is mainly based on volume 20, All Out War Part 1, and also volume 21, All Out War Part 2. So it's basically the All Out War. Yes. And so kind of at the beginning of both the, the comics and the season, and the, and the comics, or the novels, Gregory attempts to betray the hilltop inside with Negan. And then it's made clear to the reader and the viewer that Maggie becomes the leader of Hilltop, and she punches Gregory in the face in the comics. In the show, Gregory goes to Simon, Negan's right-hand man who does not exist in the comics. But I'm glad he exists in the show. Yeah, he's a cool character. He's a great character. And attempts to have Hilltop go with Negan. No one sides with him, and Maggie becomes a leader and punches him in the face. So either way, Gregory gets punched in the face. Which, if you read the novels or seen the show, we can agree that's a good thing. Yes, definitely. Gregory is the worst. Xander Berkeley from 24 does an amazing job. Oh, he's very hateable. As, as Gregory, yes. Yeah, I mean, he is, does a great job of making everyone despise that character. Yes. And he is a despicable character. So, in the novels, this is a big change. It really, I think, made a lot of people upset. Yeah. In the show... Carl dies in the mid-season premiere. Sorry if you haven't Spoiler. seen it. Yeah, too late now. It's cat's out of the bag. He dies. He's bitten by a walker, saving Sadiq, who is a big character in the, in the novel. In the novel, however, Carl is still alive. He's a blacksmith at Hilltop. He's pretty much the second in charge, right? Yeah, and and really, Carl dying sets up the rest of the season and Rick's reaction to the rest of the season. Right. So there's also a group that we see named uh, the Scavengers in the show, and led by Jadis, who Rick attempts to ally with them, but they're allies with with um, Negan. And then, honestly, all of Jadis' friends in the show are murdered by Simon, who just kind of is crazy in the show like we talked about. In the comics, the Scavengers do not exist at all. They're not anywhere in there at all. Yeah, they kind of threw some new characters in there. And again, back to Simon... There's like a whole confrontation between him and Negan. He doesn't follow his orders. Eventually, Simon gets killed. Like we mentioned, Simon also is not does not exist in the in the novels. So they just kind of threw. And I don't I don't just necessarily 
I actually really like Simon. I don't really like the scavengers or whatever. Yeah, whatever you it's call kind of them. a lame storyline. I I see why they brought her in. She's a very important part of season nine. I won't spoil it. Yeah, but I think that they're adding basically more characters to have confrontations with. When I feel like it, that's kind of unnecessary. Like there's already a lot of confrontation, right? Yeah, definitely. So then also we we mentioned Sadiq before in in the show. Sadiq is a random traveler that Carl runs into in the woods and Carl saves him. In the graphic novels, Sadiq is connected to the Oceanside community, which is also a big difference in the show. In the, in the, in the show, Oceanside is an all-female community whose husbands were killed by Negan. In the show, it's in the graphic novels, I mean, it's a very unimportant part where Michonne goes every once in a while to go to the ocean. So right. that's a big difference as well. Yeah, and, and you know, another gets get back to Jesus. There's this whole part where the saviors are captured, they're prisoners, and Jesus is trying to give food. Maggie is like, I don't care, let him die. You know, she's not doesn't not like the saviors, obviously, for for all good reasons. But in the novel, Jesus again, Jesus, he's just tougher. Yeah, he, he doesn't do anything having to do with protecting the the savior prisoners. Like he's into in it to win the battle. Yeah, I was very disappointed. I think we've mentioned that, but again, disappointed in Jesus' portrayal in the yeah. in the show. Yeah. In the comics, there is a huge gun battle and a huge gunfight between the Saviors and Rick's group. And Rick ends the battle. He gets into a fight with Negan, and he ends up slicing Negan's throat. In the final battle in the show, though, Eugene has kind of turned. He becomes a Savior, a hardcore then he kind of has a change of heart, so he makes the Savior's bullets explode. He becomes a bullet maker. He makes the Savior's bullets explode. And this can kind of be a parallel for me. Rick's battle strategy in that last episode was so bad. Yeah. He puts all of his men at, like, the bottom of a hill and just allows the high ground to be taken. Kind of like a Jon Snow who's not a very good tactical person. Uh, and they're only saved because Eugene happened to switch sides and make all their bullets explode. If not, they're all dead. Yeah, I actually didn't mind that change, though. I thought that was kind of neat to show that Eugene... I mean, yeah. Because, you, you know, there's this whole, honestly, season where you're like, I, you, know, you think he's probably on the good side, but you're not 100% sure because he's kind of a, a wuss and basically does whatever he can do to survive. That was nice that he actually has a backbone. And you kind of mentioned already that Negan's throat gets sliced in the novel. He does it. He saves him saves Negan to basically, you know, start rebuilding civilizations as we can't start a new civilization on the death of somebody else. Whereas in the show, his motivation is a little bit more based on, there's a lot of flashbacks of Carl's philosophy, letters he left and everything like that. So I guess it was a nice way to kind of tie Carl back into it. I don't think Carl needed to die to do that. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Carl dying. That's that's a for sure thing. I just think if you're using that to drive the plot line of we need to make sure Rick comes back to the good side, I think that he could have done that anyway. We would have believed that all of a sudden he's like, hey, guys, let's not just kill yeah. this person because I'm actually a good person. Also, right? maybe make sure that Rick wants to keep doing the show. Spoiler. So, yes. Okay? Yeah. Um, finally, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you, like it's they, one thing to kill off of the main character the second main character, but make sure the main character doesn't leave later on. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was frustrating because I think Carl could have become the lead of the show, but that's a podcast for another day because that's season nine. So finally, in the comics, Negan breaks Rick's leg in their fight. 
which leads to Rick having a limp for the rest of the comics. Mm-hmm. And in the show, Rick's leg, like his hand, if you guys remember from last episode, Rick's hand in the comics is cut off by the governor. Rick's leg, like his hand, is okay in the show. I think that it would just be too hard to have the main character running around handless and limping all the time. Yeah, Rick is really battered in the novel. Yeah, he really is. So this season had the highest amount of extended episodes than any other season, with a total of 13 out of the 16, which is pretty high. Yeah, and then the season 8 premiere marked the 100th episode of AMC's The Walking Dead. As we mentioned before, 690 deaths is the highest death toll by season so far in season 8. By far. Yeah. By far. And this is also the last season in which Scott Gimple is a showrunner for The Walking Dead. And kind of a good way to tie in our thoughts and kind of future plans for this series and spinoffs, this is also the season finale of this this season uh, was featured on the same night as Fear the Walking Dead season four premiere. So if you're a Walking Dead aficionado, you could just basically fall right into the next full season of Fear the Walking Dead. And that's where you see Morgan's transition into Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Which is another day podcast again. Overall, Fear the Walking Dead, the first few seasons are pretty good. I haven't watched in a season because I got frustrated with it. So, well, so what are your thoughts as far as like moving forward with The Walking Dead? Like, where do you, where do you where do you see them going from here? What do, what do you what do you think? Well, let me just say, without mentioning season nine at all, yes. How did you feel after season eight ended? After season eight, I know you're not a fan. I really liked the ending. I thought that it set it up well for the big time jump and for a new bad guy to come along i i really liked the ending i thought the rick negan thing was cool saving negan i really enjoyed it i i didn't dislike i actually like this season when i finally watched it but i got turned off by it because they stretched it out for yeah. so long you could probably do like 10 episodes yeah and you, you cut out a bunch of pointless episodes you like could you spend finished... a whole episode at oceanside and you're like why yeah i think there were eight in the last two seasons seven and eight you could have condensed that to a season and a half yeah and you cut out a lot of filler and a lot of nonsense unnecessary storylines and then now you've got the second half that's what i told you at one point i thought was going to happen but of course they stretched it out as long as they could in my opinion to gain viewers and sponsors and money mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and i get it i get why it's, you have to do that i guess but for me, I just it's it's too it was too slow. Yeah. So, I I not to mention it, but season nine was a really good season. So well, yeah. So still watching. So it. are you excited about? I mean, with Morgan switching to Fear of the Walking Dead, with with uh, the Rick. We don't have to even talk about why it happens, but there's going to be a, a three a trilogy with Rick. Yeah, I think those. I worry about Walking Dead burnout. You yeah. know, because I also saw they have another new spinoff series coming. I think maybe they need to find a way to to end Walking Dead, at least the the original show, because it needs you know you don't want to just keep dragging it on for twenty seasons or something like that. I think the spinoffs I would be interested in them. Well, right, and and now the show is is basic, almost caught up to the novels. Yeah, and so I I I don't want there to be a Game of Thrones situation where at the time when it caught up to the novels, I'm like, oh, I wonder how this will play out. It started off. On a positive note, but I think most people agree it did not end as yeah, well. Yeah, they struggled without George R. R. Martin's material. Which is, when you don't have the source material yes. and you don't have Robert Kirkman like on AMC's staff, mm-hmm. I think we might we might lose. You know, Scott and Gimple. You know, I think he thinks he's you know he, maybe he's a brilliant man and he's obviously done a lot of great things, but I don't know. I think that you you get into treacherous waters possibly 
if you're doing too many things and stretching yourself too thin. So instead of having one or two great things, you've got six mediocre things. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you're going to lose viewership. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, I've watched part of season nine. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I recommend spot. finishing it. Yeah. Yeah. And the novels are fantastic. Yes. So if you and I forgot the, novels, the novel that you need to read. So I know you had one job today. That's yes. okay. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll have another discussion at some point of of about the novels and and more Walking Dead talk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, that's that's about it for Walking Dead Part Two for us. Uh, here's our little nerd outreach section of the sh- of the show. Yeah. So, thank yous just as normal. Thank you to Clayton High School. Thank you to my wife for letting me do this and have fun doing this. Yeah. Thank you. For list to the listeners, yes, for, for we need listening. to thank you guys more because you're the reason we keep doing this. Because you guys keep listening, so right, keep on listening. Yeah, so if you want to get more people to listen, or you know, encourage, or if you want to even look at different platforms, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just search "Nerd Is the New Cool." You'll find us. Yeah, and if you want to contact us, you can like or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at "Nerd Is the New Cool Podcast." Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at nerd is the new CO2. Right. And as always, if you have future show suggestions, which is why we did this one, send us an email at nerd is the new cool podcast at gmail.com or any of our socials tag us or use the hashtag nerd is the new cool podcast. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you guys. Keep it up. We yeah. love hearing. So, so, all right, that's about it. Yeah. Have a good night. Let's yeah. go blues. As always. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.